Hello, and welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast with Starshima and Kevin, the podcast for the nursepreneurs. Get ready for some straight talk on everything nursing and more. Fuck you, bitches. We live tonight. Starshima, Kevin. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hey. How you doing, Starshima? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, um, good. So I got a topic this week for us. Do you? Consent or not to consent? That so, is the question. So to consent or not, not to, to consent? Not to consent. Yeah, okay. We already got two motherfucking comments. Oh, that's you. I need to know how the fuck I get me some, send some Kevin some star shit. How the fuck you got that shit set up? Well, you know, you got to start showing up online a little bit more. I need you know, know what I mean? I need, you some, get... I need people sending me motherfucking stars. Period. You know, but I am the star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just messing with you. I need what? some stars so I can have me some weed money. <laughs> Wait, not weed money, Kevin. Wait a minute. <laughs> we seem like we went back to high school right now. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Somebody's got to support my habits. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know that good business over there, you know, support your habits. Mm. How was your weekend? What the fuck did I do this weekend? I don't remember what I did this weekend. I know we... We played in the pool with the baby, and I, we had a little barbecue. I don't oh, even know what the, nice. I don't remember what the fuck I did. So I got drunk. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's probably why I can't remember. <laughs> that's probably why. Don't tell me you got so tipsy, you blacked out. Oh my. God. No, I don't black out. You don't black out. You no. too strong for that. I might cool. pass out, but I don't black out. You may I might lay out. down on the couch and. Mm, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not All one right. of those drunk. I respect that. I respect that. So let's jump into the topic, man. Let's talk. Right, so, I, it seems like you're really, really passionate about this topic. So. Well, it's not that a passion, but, you know, somebody brought it up to my attention. And I don't know if it's true or not, but she says she works in a hospital up north. I won't mention her name, even though she said I probably could. But okay. uh, she works in a hospital up north. She puts in pick lines. And she was saying that they were asking her, the RN, to consent the patient for the procedure. Okay. And I've never heard of such thing. I've been in PACU before, ER, when we get blood or we do some kind of procedure, the physician has mm-hmm. always been the one to consent the patient. So I don't know. I've been off the bedside for three years. So if you think that something's changed, all of you out there, if something's changed that I'm not fucking aware about, she told me they want her to do it. And I've asked a couple of nurses from Children's. They're saying that they have the physician write a note Mm-hmm. such as a history and physical. And then in there, they mention the risk and benefits he puts in an order, she puts in an order, and that is a consent. But I've never heard of that before in my life. They say they don't actually sign the triplicate form anymore. So I have no fucking idea. So if any of you out there have heard of such a thing, I know I'm not that fucking far off the bedside, but anyway, I'd okay. like to discuss it. You'd like to discuss it. So the question is to consent or not to consent. And what's going on out there? Well, I don't know. It just seems really strange that that would be such a drastic movement. I think I've been away from bedside for about four years now, you three years. Mm -hmm. So with that, I think that that's a huge, significant change. So if this is so, I'm not saying this is so, but if it really is like this is putting a lot of nurses up for being thrown underneath the bus or a lot Mm -hmm. of legalities in the event that something goes wrong because we have always been taught from nursing school and in practice that before we consent a patient, that the informed consent lies with the doctor. Right? Well, you know, we, we did talk about this all fair and, you mm-hmm. know, I read the K 
California Patients Guide, Your Healthcare Rights and Remedies. It mm -hmm. talks about what an informed consent is, but it just merely says that the patient has had the opportunity to discuss with the physician mm -hmm. the, the rights and stuff, but it doesn't say it has to be like, doesn't say the word it has to be signed by the physician. It just says physician, but how would the physician prove to us? You know, it says your doctor has a duty to fully inform you about all the risk and benefits of the suggested treatments in terms you can understand. Yes, and majority of the times that the way that the organizations protect themselves is having that consent form that the physician signed to say that I've talked to the patient about this. Now, that's what I've seen, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, that's what I've seen in my right. pra if practice What is what I believe, and that's the way that organizations will cover themselves, because if not, then we could just live in a space that everybody just jots something down in a computer. Well, I mean, I know that the doctor, you know, because you work in the OR and you've seen that the doctor writes a history and physical as well, mm -hmm. types in risk and benefits. But how do we really know? I mean, other than he or she took the time to go in there. I mean, mm -hmm. how do we really know that they talk to the patient other than asking the patient? And then what do you do if the patient says no? Does that mean he or she committed fraud? Because what um, if the patient did say no, I mean. Well, in the event, I wouldn't make any assumptions, but I in know, the but event. That's, that's a fair question. No, but it's a fair it question. Is. Like if the patient, if there's a note in a chart that the physician spoke with the patient about mm -hmm. the risk and benefits, and then you go talk to the patient, they said, no, I never talked to a physician. If that was you and me, what would have happened to us? They would say that's falsification of chart. Doctor, we'd be, yeah. We'd be hemmed up by the damn board of nursing. Exactly. And that's why when I would go and ask my patients, as long as it was alert and oriented and can, you know, respond, is that you always double check before you have them sign the consent and then you witness it, that they have actually talked to the doctor and see if they do not have any questions or concerns regarding the procedure that I would not be able to answer, right? Because I'm not the surgeon. I'm not the doctor that's doing the procedure. So those are things that are beyond my scope. And I couldn't answer those, so I make sure that I call the doctor well, to get that clarification. The, if you're a pick nurse, you should know the risk and benefits, and you should know, you should be able to answer the questions. I mean, to me, I don't know why we need an informed consent for a pick line other than it's an evasive procedure. Like, I don't know why they don't just create a generic form for well, pick nurses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we read that one policy from the hospital down south where they, they call it standardized procedures. Right. It's not like it's something out of the norm and stuff. Well, I still think that if I was getting a pick line put in, like, can I just be clear for a moment? Mm -hmm. If I was getting a pick line put in and I was on the other side, I would like my doctor to talk to me about it. It's for him to tell me my risks, for him to tell me my benefits, and also explore any alternatives with me. Now, we may seem like, oh, it's no big deal. They were just putting a line in. It's going deep. It's going in Superior Vena Cava, X, Y, and Z, right? But can things go right. wrong? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and do. so I would like to know those things from the doctor. Now, when I get my skilled nurse that's going to come in and do the procedure, yes, they're going to be able to tell me certain things and aspects of it. But I really, I, as a patient, would like my doctor to talk to me about those things and not my nurse and then have them sign it. Just like, I, okay, I did an echocardiogram, not invasive, right? I laid there and then wanded. My doctor talked to me all about it, although I knew what an echo was beforehand. Right. And then when the tech came in, who was a specialist or whatever, she then explained it to me. But I had already heard it once. Did and you I got sign a, a consent? 
I didn't sign a consent for that, right? I didn't yeah, need to consent. It's not invasive. invasive right? right. It's not invasive. Yeah. But I was just given a context of what it's like to really think yeah. about like what it is, explaining it. And, you know, and I also think that physicians shouldn't leave that to nursing because we don't fully. Well, she's asked the board of nursing. She emailed them and they mm-hmm. responded, but they would not give a clear answer. Oh. That's what I don't like, because if the board of nursing won't give us a clear answer, we're in trouble. Because even though the doctor said the patient was consented, she mm-hmm. goes in and puts the pick line in and screws shit up. She's going to be the one thrown underneath the bus. Yeah, especially if there's no documentation other than something they're signing with right. their accountability. Because, yes, EHRs and electronic medical records is one aspect, but they're not everything. You know, that's why we still have paper things. And why do these paper things still exist? Well, I know for a fact, mm-hmm. and I won't name them, but I know some physicians that have scribes, yeah, administrative assistants, whatever you want to call them, that do the charting for the physician. Yeah. So I mean, just I've because, seen scribes. Yeah, but just there may be the ones that have put it in, and the doctor may have never talked to the patient. That's my point. Like, how do we know just because that chart or the note is in the record, how do we know that the scribe or the administrative assistant didn't do it? How do we really know the doctor talked to the patient? I agree. Like, how do you really know? But, so you know, at least con- if you sign the consent, like if there's a piece of paper that he or she signed, at least mm-hmm. to me, it's a little bit more credible, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just making shit up. No, I, I agree. So let me ask you, like, if you were back at bedside, right, and you were a pick line nurse, I know you got some advanced skills, you're a vascular access nurse, things of that nature. But if you were the pick line nurse, like, would you do this without your doctor talking to your patient or because con- consenting, no. I guess. No, I wouldn't. I mean, if we had a standardized procedure where we set it up Uh in place, like where they were, let's say the patient went to the doctor's office, Uh patient starts Shima, we see that you have a need for a pick line. These are the risks and the benefits. I'm making a note that these are the risks and the benefits. Kevin, the RN is going to put in the pick line. When you go to the outpatient center, do you have any problems with that? Mm-hmm. And we had a standardized procedure where we all knew what we were doing. I probably wouldn't have an issue with it. And we had policies in place and we didn't deviate from the standards. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is how do I guarantee the physician spoke to the patient? Right. Because what if something happened and that person gets some type of complication? Yeah. Because, you know, in the doctor's office, I don't know because I never worked in a doctor, but I've never seen a, a medical assistant chart mm-hmm. for a physician. Usually it's the doctor right there at the appointment charting while you're talking yeah now i'm not saying it doesn't happen somebody who works in the physician's office would have to tell me such but i do know in the hospital that scribes are the one often charting for the patient and typically the doctors there talking to stuff but i do know there are some scribes and administrative assistants that have charted with the doctor not being so what what would be that thing i have first-hand you... knowledge of that yeah first-hand knowledge mm-hmm. okay so I guess, you know, thinking about the nurses who are out here who are in our community and is listening to us, to us and trusting us with their next level, right? Like, what would you tell that young nurse, one year, two year, three year nurse, maybe five? We're going to give them five. They're going to be a pick line nurse, right? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> we're going to wait till year five before y'all start dropping them deep lines. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what will we tell them? Like, what? how do you protect yourself in this doggy dog? Well, I mean, I if we could like get clear, world. if we could, keep, if we were able to, oh, she even wrote the AMA, the American Medical Association, and they wouldn't, mm. they wouldn't give her a clear answer. 
She, so they said to her, they said to her, as long as the patient is consented, that's all we care. But then who protects you at the end? I mean, because right. here's the deal. I've heard of patients being consented. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a different kind of barrier in place, like a language barrier, being consented, having their women or lady parts taken out, mm-hmm. not realizing the ramification, like that they were going to be sterile. It was against their culture. And although the patient was consented, the organization was still liable because it wasn't done correctly. And that patient, I mean, of course, we couldn't give her 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 lady parts. She didn't have a legal medical interpreter. Yes. And because it wasn't done correctly, then the litigate, you know what I mean? Like That's what I worry about is going to happen with this situation, with this new way that we're consenting us. Or the way that they're telling us, yeah. I don't know if they're trying to just do it all electronically instead of, you know, having to do paperwork because they don't want to spend money on paper. I don't know. I don't. Why not just create a damn electronic consent where the doctor, nurse, and patient can sign it electronically? Are you in the healthcare field or would you like to learn how to save a life? Let Central Valley Medical teach you today. We offer CPR and first aid, IV therapy, ACLS, PALS, NRP, and more. Visit us at www.morethancpr.com or call us today at 559-765-0306. We do more than just CPR. Learn to respond to a code, not react. Why not just create a damn electronic consent where the doctor, nurse, and patient can sign it electronically? Well, I, you know, to be honest, like when we're thinking about this, you know, it's kind of frustrating because I feel like nurses are becoming so responsible for yes. so much more. Yes. Like, you know, I and think about 10, 11, for that shit. right. And the responsibility is more, I think about 10, 11 years ago, like this mm-hmm. wasn't it. Everybody did their part. We were all accountable. And we all made sure we did our part to make sure we mitigated any type of risk of litigation for ourselves and, of course, the organization, because they made sure that they were covered. Right. Right. And so what's frustrating about hearing something like this is like, how do we further throw nurses uh, or give ourselves the opportunity to take the responsibility off of the organization and now put it onto the nurse, you know? Because I feel like now more so than ever, and maybe I'm just more woke, but I feel like nurses are in the news and more liable for things at, <laughs> I mean, that no, did, has did never see, been. You talk about that. Did you see the recent story I posted? I did. I actually shared it with somebody today because <laughs> they were telling me that they were that listening. Motherfucker, they listened man. To, right. That they I'm were a listening pervert. To I wouldn't even do that. Like, right. Why would you take a patient's phone and download nudie pictures of her. I mean, look right. at me, I like nudie pictures, don't get me wrong, but like you're setting yourself up for failure all yeah. over a pair of tits. Like, come right. on, dude, go on the internet, shit's free. Right. As Ooh. I was sharing, we were, and it was stemmed the conversation and what made it come up. I was like, because she told me that she listened to the podcast and that she really enjoyed it. And so we were talking about that and, you know, we are talking about like what's going on in healthcare right now mm-hmm. and how like what? who's left in the in the field, not to disrespect right. anybody that's still working, but the compassionate, the caring individuals, when you look at the numbers, they're exiting and who's being left. Like that post that you posted of the weirdo who yeah. decided to risk his livelihood, his everything just to get some new pictures that's of a lady craziness. where right. he can go find it on the internet I'm everywhere, right? Pay $2.99, bro. Like you, you can get whatever you, you want. Starshima, let me help you out. 
That what? shit is fucking free. You don't oh, have okay. to pay well, money. I'm, like, I'm just I'm saying. Not, I'm not. I mean, come on, man. Like yeah. crazy ass people. Did he right. get consent from her? <laughs> right. Did he get her consent? Right. Absolutely. And well, probably she's kind of crazy for giving the phone up, letting him make a phone call using her phone. Well, how many times have a patient given you the phone and was like, never. "Hey, Kevin, I would call never my family." Eat. Nope. You I would doubt the number. Look at me. Give me the motherfucking number and I'll call you in the hospital. I'm not using your phone. Oh, okay. Well, that's and, fair. And I know this is off topic, but he always supports me. I have a guy that works here with us. He's He is not my employee. He is my partner in crime. Thank you, Daniel Pacheco. Oh, Daniel? I think yeah. I know who Daniel is. He, you do. And so he always tells everybody in his class that I'm his boss. I'm like, Daniel, stop fucking saying that I am not the boss here. I'm just a worker, just like your fucking ass. But I'd like to give him a shout out because he always supports me. He always puts out our podcast to his class and stuff. So. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, well, tell Daniel, hey. Tell Daniel, hey. Hey, Daniel. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. We appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. But yeah. yeah but I, I just don't know what to do. I mean, I don't, I mean, she's written many, and I've done research. Like, you know, we, we did our research on the guide and stuff. But mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not very specific. It doesn't say the physician has to physically sign anything. It just says it has to have discussed. When should my doctor discuss the risk and benefits of a proposed course of treatment and any treatment alternatives with me? But so it doesn't say. Yeah. Yeah. So let's unpack that. Like, why do you think it's written like that? Because that's where people find loopholes, right. and that's where they. That's get why you. I love the. That's why I love the law, though, because there's loopholes. That's why you, you can, love the law. Yeah, yeah. it's a double edged sword, though. See, it is. So I'm gonna keep reading here. It says you are sometimes asked, as a routine part of filling out medical history and personal information, which is the HMP, mm-hmm. to sign an informed consent document. This sometimes happens before you see the doctor or care provider and before you have had your treatment. See what I mean? So it doesn't say that. And then it specifically says in big black letters, never sign any such document until after there has been a full opportunity to have all your questions answered and concerns discussed. But it doesn't say the physician has to sign. Uh, It just says says the physician has to what? But the physician is the one that is responsible for the informed consent. Why would you leave this at the hands of someone who's not an expert? That's pure laziness to me. I got you. But what I'm saying is it doesn't say they have to what, though? That they have to give the informed consent. But, but it does say this. It says if your physician fails to get proper informed consent, this is considered negligence and may be the basis of a medical malpractice lawsuit. Bam. Right. And then there are statutes of limitations. So you may be able to sue your doctor for battery and recover damages for any injury to you caused by the doctor's failure to get the form consent. Yeah, because they're touching you. Right. That causes well, harm to you, which makes. Well, she's the one, the nurse is the one putting it in pit glass. So she's the one touching the patient. And I mean, you know, I just think that, you know, I don't know what the policy Make sure that we sign a damn piece of paper. I don't understand why. We wouldn't yeah. want to make it safe as possible so we don't get sued. So, and why would the inconsistency be that one can put it in the chart, but the other has to sign a paper? Right. right. That's inconsistent. So, I don't know. It's just weird to me and stuff. It's Remember, you did you did put it in the chat, you know, earlier. Let's see. If I, oh, let me go if I can open it up. The Private one that you chat. sent from the, yeah, but the one you sent from the 
from UCLA? Department of Health Services, the County of Los, yeah, the Harbor UCLA. It mm -hmm. says practitioner is defined as a physician, dentist, or healthcare professional, mm -hmm. such as a CRNA, certified nurse midwife. Yeah. Nurse practitioner, physician assistant who has been granted specific clinical privileges mm -hmm. or a registered nurse who functions under standardized procedures to perform the treatment or procedure involved. And perhaps that's what a pick line nurse will be, right? Because they go for that advanced training. They have right. a standard procedure. So it may oh. fall in a shade of gray there. So you have to figure out, I think that also when we're going for these different functionalities, that we must understand the risk that we're taking as well, because every job comes with a risk. So before you go and get that advancement or you take in that position, then you should know what you are responsible for. Somebody said RNs also put in UVCs. Let me show it up here on the screen. And UACs using consents obtained by nurse where, practitioners. Where is this at? Where is, it, where is this done at? Is this done in the doctor's office? Is this done in a clinic? Where is this done at? And thank you for responding, but where is this done at? Because I had somebody recently, I won't tell you your name, but you probably know her too. She worked at St. Agnes with this and she... They said a uh, hospital. Oh, she's going to be working for a physician or a clinic, Lansing, sublingual. I don't even know how to say it, sublingual hematomas. Mm -hmm. Sublingual? It's a more fancier word than shit. Hold on. I don't oh, okay. make it look this motherfucking shit up. Oh, okay. Sublingual. It's S-U-B, sub-unlingual, S-U-B-U-N-G-U-A-L, sub-unlingual hematoma. Sub-unlingual. Mm. Yes, S-U-B-U-N-G-U-A-L. Anyway, she's going to be doing that oh, at the birthing centers, lancing them and suturing them, and she wanted to know if it was in the RN scope of practice to be lancing oh. and suturing. Oh. And I said, it's probably not within our scope, per <laughs> se, but as long as you receive training, Mm -hmm. receive competency training and there's a policy guiding you as a standardized procedure and you're working under the guidance of an MD, then I, I would say you're probably safe. Mm. As long as you don't go outside those policies and procedures in the conference. I don't know. It seems like an event, like a nurse practitioner job to me. Right. right a mid-level. Right. Mid mm -hmm. But you know, doctors are too cheap in the doctor's office to, because, you know, they try to get MAs to do IVs and shit. Now, when what? you say... No, they do. They try to get MAs to start IVs in the in the doctor's office. Oh, they wow. come, the MAs come here wanting to start uh, do the IV class and get certified. Oh. And I'm like, you can't do that shit here in California. You're like, well, the doctor said so. You can do an IM injection, ma'am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or a sir. Right. You're more than welcome you, to do that. You know they can give IM morphine. What? Yeah. That's really strange. Right. See what I mean? So. MAs here in California can give IV morphine. Look it up. Look it up. So who gets the medication? It's a controlled substance. It's under the guise of the physician. So what do y'all think? Like, do you guys medical think assistance? Are you ready? This is from the Medical Board of California. Uh huh. Medical assistance may inject narcotics into a patient, intradermal, intramuscular, or subcutaneous. Once the licensed person has verified the correct. And they can't even spell it right on the fucking board of medical. That's that's so fucking funny. They can't even spell it right. It says <laughs> has verified the correct mediation <laughs> and dosage. <laughs> the right man, the right they medication. <laughs> they didn't put medication. They put mediation. See, mm. even on the fucking California board website, they can't even spell shit right. 
The medical mm. assistant, though, this is, makes no sense at all. They can fucking inject narcotics, but they cannot inject anesthetic agents. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's nice. What the fuck? I mean, the sad reality is kind of scary because I guess from a nursing perspective and not saying that they're not, but and no, I'm, I'm not, not discrediting they, MAs yeah. as, as, but looking at adverse effects, things of that nature, like, are they able yeah, to? They don't learn medications. They don't learn about the mechanism of action. And yes. how do you know the doctor? How do you know the doctor is verifying or, the correct dose? Exactly. Because we just had this happen. I won't tell you who it is, but she told me that a doctor ordered 40 mil equivalents of potassium chloride IV push. Oh, wait a minute. Wait during a, a minute. During a cold. Now, it was during a cold. The patient was dead already. But still, would you do that? Still going on. <laughs> <laughs> would you still do it? In a no, cold? hell no. No? Yeah, because I'm like, that's... I don't that's kind of... That. Counter, I mean, you well, do a well, I did look in American, yeah, but I did look in American Heart, the HLS book, and it does say you can give potassium IV push, but it doesn't say 40 mil equipment. <laughs> I mean, says, just kill the patient. Let's see, I'll tell you how much it, well, the patient was already dead. How are you going to kill a dead person? Well, should they just finish it off if it was any uh, <laughs> life or <laughs> Anything um, that heart was going to beat again. No. I did ask somebody to know. He said he's done it once in his career, but it didn't do anything for the patient. Just to, just dusted them off. But this, is one thing, <laughs> this is one thing I talk about is when we're coding patients, why do we draw labs and send it to the fucking lab? Why don't we use ISTAT machines in the motherfucking code? I don't get that shit. Well, we, oh, I, in the I, ER I do, but not in the get. fucking floor and stuff. They don't have ISTAT machines up there. Why don't the damn crisis nurse take that shit with them then? They're not checked off on how to use an ice that we do. We do competency. I can't imagine that the, uh, the rapid response nurse is not signed off on the fucking ice that. That's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that one. You think so? Yes. I'm calling bullshit on that. Mm. Boo- okay. Yes. I'm calling you make me got, I got to clean my glasses on that one. My lashes keep brushing up against my glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take your damn lashes off. That's not important. It is important. <laughs> Anyway. Did, you, did you find the amount of potassium that oh, we're supposed to get? No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You got distracted. I got distracted. I've seen about other things and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just think, I think for nurses who are going into this, and even if they couldn't get clear, like, wording from, like, the BRN or whomever they're writing to, it's like, really just be mindful of what you're getting yourself into. And then understanding, like I had an attorney one time that told me I get to choose my own level of risk. Like you have to know what your level of risk is going in and doing this. And if it doesn't serve you, if it doesn't sit well with you, then don't do it, you know, because at the end of the day, you're going to be it. And if you're looking at these things like policies and procedures, and we talked about this in another podcast, yes. It's there. But really why we put policies in place, I think about why I'll put something in place or a structure really is to protect me or to document a systematic way to go that anytime that anybody deviated, they had a policy to follow and then I can do what I need to do. Right. Right. According to it. So you have to think about what policies are written for. They're not really written for your full benefit, but it is a great guide for you. But you have to assume your own risks. like. Yeah, but I think we we talked about this, though, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that I know I'm going to get beat up again, but I think women see it as confrontation. 
you know, she's not this nurse that I talked to. She's not afraid to come. She's like, I've already fucking made them cry and shit. They so mad at me and shit. They're ready to fire my ass. But hey, y'all, I don't know who you are because, you know, you got them Facebook users stay your name and shit. Put your name on your damn Facebook. So Somebody said, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't know why we're so afraid to speak up. Like, what is it? Are we worried that we're going to lose our job? I don't, you know. It's Nakia. Nakia. How you doing, Nakia? So this is what it says. Administration of concentrated potassium chloride for injection during the code, still deadly. The American heart does say that you can give... Five they mil say, equivalent. <laughs> no, they say like they say you can give twenty mil equivalents over a five to ten minute period. Oh, that who's gonna who's gonna sit there and push that shit over five? Yeah, I'm to 10 like minutes. that ain't no. Real you know how good. nurses are. Your adrenaline's kicking in. Look, right. look at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what bitch is gonna do with. That's you. what I said. It just go ahead and just dust the patient so, on off then, because that's what it's yeah. gonna do. Just dust them off. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm just saying, but you know. Anyway, I, how many nurses though have liability insurance? See. I think nowadays, like, you know, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast as well. But back in the day when I became a nurse, like I didn't get the like liability insurance. But the way that you see things that are now like you definitely want to get that, especially Mm -hmm. cover yourself because you can potentially lose everything that you work for and everything that you're going to get in your future by doing something. Because now organizations have lost so much money post COVID. Mm -hmm during COVID and after right. COVID, and they're starting to see a lot of it. And they're not taking these big hits. If they can pass the buck to the person that should be giving a buck up, then that's what they're going to do. I think that that's business. I know it sounds doggy dog, but every decision in business. healthcare, every decision in healthcare is based upon money. money. Yep. And I know people think I'm crazy, which I probably am, but I tell nurses when Just you get your, bit. when you get your nursing license, you are no longer Starshima RN, you were fucking convict RN two five four six seven. You think that's what it is? It is because they own you. Like, uh, yeah. do you know that if you drive home and you get in a car accident and cost more than three thousand dollars worth of damage, they're going to report you to the board. Oh, really? Yeah, because you're a nurse. Yes. Mm. So, I mean, you're you're no, and what do you have to do once you get reported to the board? I don't know. I've never been. You reported. have to. You have to pay. For an investigation to prove that you did nothing wrong, and that oh. average that average investigation is like ten to fifteen grand. Wow! Just to digress here for a moment, I was like, the system really sucks to be legal. Yes. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but it just really freaking sucks to be legal. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like criminals and convicts that are true convicts, like <laughs> they get away with so much shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. and when you're legal and you're paying for all this insurance and you're doing all these things, like. You still can be up for being sued for doing yeah. the right thing, right? Yeah. Whereas the people who was doing the crime to you, <laughs> they seem like they were—they really the victims when you were the victim in the moment. You know what I mean? That's one. I guess that's why they say shoot them and kill them. I guess that's why it's better <laughs> to probably be a pimp for real than shit. Well, <laughs> it's probably I, better. You said you, you want to be a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I won't go to jail and shit. <laughs> I'll get a misdemeanor and a little ticket and I'll, I'll be let go. So you think that's what that is? Just a misdemeanor? Yeah, it okay. is. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. I could steal your car mm-hmm. and all I get is a ticket. Oh, I ain't never tried it. So I'm just saying though. So I don't know. I think it's just, I think nurses as a collective right now, we just have to be well, more anybody, proactive. 
and more vigilant. Well, if anybody listens to this podcast and you have information, don't be afraid to to let us know so we can come back and revisit it. Because, I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been away from the bedside three years now, and I don't, maybe shit's changed and I don't fucking know about it, but I can't imagine it's changed that damn much. But. I mean, that's a huge Jurassic change, and that's, right. it doesn't look like it's something that's forward moving. It seems like it's something that puts somebody at a greater risk, but perhaps it's taking the risk off of the organization. I don't know. But yeah, that's what I mean. Off the organization, off the position, and on to us. Yeah. And we have to go ahead. No, it's just because they don't really give a shit about us. We are dime a dozen. They'll hire some of those Florida nurses. (laughs) Well, but the thing is, you know, I think that we have to start speaking up a lot more, too, because even looking at the mass exodus that's about to happen in healthcare, what they're seeing is trending. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to change and do something different. There's a pivot that's coming soon. I think everybody's just kind of. Shifting and adjusting post-COVID, I think COVID came and did a lot of disruption. And I think people are just responding to that now. Like, me, you know, I say people, I mean organizations and us as nurses as well, who's working at the bedside. And I think that there's going to be another shift because there's such a mass exit that there's something that's going to have to happen. And then also you're finding that there's people and nurses who don't want to stay at the bottom. Yeah, but I think as a nursing organization, nurses as a group, we totally fucking screwed the pooch because I preached this when COVID was here. I preached it. I said, now is the opportunity time for you to stand up and speak up and take fucking nursing back because they we have them by the balls. Yeah. And I said, if you don't speak up now and make a change now, when we get on the other side of COVID, it's going to be too late and they're not going to listen to us. And guess right. where we're at? Yeah. COVID is over. And we're still, we stuck. And we didn't say a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. When they had us reusing our fucking N95s, we should have fucking walked down and said, fuck y'all be. Put it in a brown bag and leave it there. Right. For I mean, come on, days. man. Like, Go back. Fuck shit. So, Be like, what about all the bacteria that I've been blowing out of my mouth that's sitting in there? Is that going to die too? No, I'm just It's kidding. nuts, man. Like, I, just I mean, I don't know. Shit. I don't know, but <laughs> fucking nutty ass motherfucker. <laughs> but I think we do have to, and that's one of the reasons for us having this podcast is really giving voice to nurses. And we have not leveraged our voice for the sake of, we don't want to disrupt the space, but I feel like we need to mount together. Nurses, mount up. No, I'm just kidding. Right. No. Uh, we need to mount up together and disrupt the healthcare organization and not in a negative way, but it's forward moving, making well, sure we have better outcomes, more quality care to our patients. And it's, it's going to be negative at first because the problem is no nurses don't want to walk away and, and strike or whatever. Cause you know, what about the patients, you know, like, cause I, I have this thing where if you got five or six patients, I'm like, why, why did you take that meeting? And the common answer I get from female nurses is, well, who else is going to do it? Well, that's not your fucking problem. You're not the damn CEO, CNO, the manager, director, let them figure that shit out. But I well, guarantee if every nurse, took their fucking car and parked it on Highway 99 and left it there. Mm-hmm. And we had a big fucking 1968 Woodstock here on 99 and shit. They would change. Yeah. But nurses won't do it. Why? Well, we don't want to disrupt the space. Why? You know, fear. Feeling rejected. we're complacent. Well, complacent. We like we liked our comfort zones. Yeah. And those comfort zones, there's nothing that happens inside of your comfort zone. Mm-mm. Nothing at all. 
Sarah says care. Stop fucking caring, Sarah. You got you can't. If you're not willing to stand up and make a change, then it's, we'll never care about ourselves. We got to care about ourselves too. So yeah, that is true. We have to start. I think as nurses, one characteristic and one trait is that we will put other people before us. Like we're always on the back burner. I got that, but what happens yeah. like when your ass dies? Are they gonna remember your ass? No. Right. <laughs> you know, no. But you know, that's just. But we don't think about that in the moment when we're serving, right? Like we we're so in this and we are so compassionate about what we do. And I think that's why you're seeing the exodus because all the compassionate and caring people is gone. Is leaving. Mm-hmm. And what are you getting? Are the money horse? That's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're what else would you call the money? <laughs> they're just in it for the money. Yeah. I'm just being honest. They're just People who are cold. Yeah. That comes. I, be- Go ahead. I like money too, but I still care about my patients. Big baller. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Kevin, this is hilarious. No, that's true. But I think that that's what's happening to the people who care. Instead of speaking up to be that change, they're leaving. They're finding other things. I mean, heck, some of them are going to greet people at Walmart because they're just done. <laughs> That'd be nice. I don't even know if that's much better. You got to put up with that stupid shit at Walmart. All you got to do is line through people's receipts with a highlighter. Like, come I, on. I mean, I, fuck that. I'm not checking nobody's receipt. You want to steal shit? That's on you. I'm not a security guard. I'm a greeter. My right. job is to greet your ass, not to check your damn receipt on the way out the door. If, if you don't have a yellow highlighter on your receipt, you're not going to be able to bring your products back, okay? <laughs> I'm just messing that, with you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Because I still don't know the reason for the mark because they don't check off through your bag. Yeah, they don't even, they, you're right. They just like. Somehow they're Costco, the Costco. They're trying to be like Costco. Phenomenon, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> but Costco stuff is so big. It's not mm. generally ever in bags, right? Never. <laughs> Craziness, man. But, you know, it's just where the world is today. But I don't know. I just say, you know, for the nurses out here, I think my big thing is to this. I can't, I can't say I'm an expert in the topic. I can just say mm. what I experienced. Right. And then Even with me. my experience and my expertise, I would think at now I'm thinking on a level of how do I mitigate litigation against myself, right? right. That's my big thing and protecting <laughs> myself of what I know now. So I will assume risk wisely, right? Making right. sure that it benefits me, making sure that if it's not serving me, then I don't have to do it, right? No matter how easy the job may appear, because all it takes is one. Right. All it takes is one. Like they say in business, all you need is one, one good one, right? Just give me a good one. But in this one, all it takes all you is, need one. is one. They go in the opposite direction. Well, homeless and shit, right? Right. I mean, hey, they say right now America's living one paycheck away I've, from homelessness. Eighty you know? percent of people are living paycheck to paycheck. That's right. mm-hmm. Yeah. People aren't aware about what's about to happen. They ass either. What? Well, wait a minute. What's about to happen? <laughs> if you don't know, I can't help you. Oh, wait, I may know, but I just want to make sure you can confirm it for me. I just know that we're about to have one of the biggest crashes we've seen since 2008. People just oh, I believe it. Oh, they, I asleep. believe that. You People can just about look to lose their fucking shirt. The shirt? Well, I want to be able to, hey, I want to be ready so I can pick it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, there's going to be really, really rich and really, really poor. The middle class is going to be squashed. You know what? I've been saying that for some times. I said, hey, it's getting ready to be the haves and the have-nots. Have right. You remember, I don't know if you watched that show by Tyler Perry, but I think it was on an old network. Mm-hmm. No old network, but it's called the haves and the have-nots. But right. I really believe in all full, like that's where it's mm-hmm. getting ready to be. So we got to start 
looking at things differently. And that means that people are going to get hungry or they're looking for opportunity. I'm ready. They're going to speak louder, right? I ain't ready yet, but I'm working on it. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting myself there. <laughs> saying I want to pick up people's shirts. You know what get I mean? Get your ass moving, woman. You ain't got, got much time. <laughs> I got to pick up. I want to pick up people's shirts, so I better get. They better get this money. I iron people's shirts. You iron I'll them. Like, well, I'll be like my granny. She used to iron shirts for people. She, yeah. I think it was. I think she said it was a Nicholas shirt, Nicholas pants. Hey, if we gotta find your so, way, you gotta diversify it, your funds. Yeah, so if y'all need me to fucking iron your clothes and shit, I, it'd be like a dollar shirt and a dollar for pants. But. Hey, it's so crazy that you say that because I was gonna post an interactive post today on social media. It was like, hey, do people still iron? I do. Do you? <laughs> I don't. I bought I like this magic that. steamer on Amazon, y'all. It's like the best game changer ever. It was like 30 bucks and I don't iron nothing. I steam everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Just saying, uh, but yeah. So yeah, so Kevin, you know that's that, right. that's the tea for the day. That's the yep. to consent or not to consent. Downy wrinkle spray. Yes. I'll, have to try it. I'll have so to do try you do, it. Like Sarah, do you do downy wrinkle spray and you put it in a dryer and then it knocks the wrinkle out? I have to try this shit, but I like ironing. I think nothing beats ironing, Sarah. Ironing with a little starch. Oh, she said no. So how do you get the wrinkles out, Miss Sarah? Just spray. That's she said just spray it. Get the fuck out of here. Is that shit really worth you bullshit? <laughs> I think you bullshit. I'm gonna try that shit, Sarah. If I, if I doesn't work, I'm I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a fucking video and say this is what Sarah told me. And look, that shit don't work. She said spray and shake. I gotta shake the fucking shirt. Now you change your mind. You said just spray, and now you said spray and shake. <laughs> I'm calling nope. bullshit. But I have to agree. My mother-in-law, she's an ironer, right? So she ironed, and my children came home one weekend from her house, and I was like. Oh, they do look better with the yes. clothes pressed, yes, even versus them being steamed yes. because the steam mm-hmm. take the wrinkle out. But somehow the irony makes it presses all the clothes right. a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll even iron your fucking chonies. <laughs> Wait, no. chonies are fucking dollar fifty to two dollars, depending on how big and stinky they are. Wait, but the, what happened to the nickel shirt? So the chonies a dollar. That dollar a nickel 50? was my grandmother back in the damn thirties. This is oh, fucking okay. two thousand twenty-three. I need a dollar a shirt, a dollar. But pen. why do panties cost more? Well, you know, you know where they been. They might be full of caca or something. If I got to wash the machine, I need extra. Well, I hope they won't see you send their underwear to you, male or female, with caca. I'll like, iron that shit. Don't worry. You iron it? Hey, you know, I'll hand wash them. Hey, but that's that's amazing. Oh, <laughs> you know, I have one family member who would hand wash their underwear. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, you got to clearly got a washing machine. But what I love about it is I feel like that level of work ethic is where we got to be right now. Like yes. people need to pivot and look at other avenues because things are getting ready to, like you mm-hmm. said, shift. That's right. For sure. For sure. For sure. All well, right. It's been great. Thank yeah. you so much for shifting the day. I appreciate you shifting from our normal recording day to a Monday and being flexible with yeah, me. You know, fucking Jane uh, gonna be mad as shit because we wait until the last minute again. I know, but when she messages us tonight, we're gonna be like, Jane, it's on stream yard. Go get it, yeah. Jane. <laughs> I just love her so much. Like she is absolutely amazing. And I couldn't imagine doing this without her. Like I'll be really honest with you. She's worth every bit of the investment. Yeah. And you know, we're gonna get our lives together too, because we gotta make Maybe. her job easy for her. We are. I hope so. We got to get that shit. We got to plan this shit out, though. Yeah, we are. We about to get it together. Fucking up my ADD. (laughs) 
well, you mess with, with my OCD then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We, we just, I we don't just like fucking that. change star Shima. It fuck, fucks me up. Change is good. Uh, it might be good, but I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I had a good weekend. Thank you for being I had flexible. A good weekend. Yeah, I had a good week. Yeah, I was over at the mansion. What happened? I thought y'all Did was going to go coming. to prison and shit. You told me where he was going. <laughs> I was like, in you, Yeah, where you going to the prison and shit? I was at the prison. See, fucking no. Johnny Cash and shit. <laughs> right. Passing by, like, what up, homie? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I had a conference over in Folsom. This yeah, past nice. weekend. So yeah, cool. it was really, really nice. The room was elevated. It was definitely a transformation. So yeah. perhaps the next time, you know, we'll bring you and have you sit you on the couch and tell them yeah. your success story. You know what I mean? I'll sit on the couch. I'll be Good. a guest anytime. You'll be a guest anytime. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a millionaire mindset conference coming up in October. So let's see what we can. Let's see what yeah. we can do. I'll do it. All right. All right, you good. guys. I appreciate you guys. You know, don't forget to go visit Starshima at Brand Nurse Coach over on uh, Instagram. And then, you know, you know where we're at, Central Valley Medical at morethancpr.com. You guys yeah, have thanks. a great night. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Nakia. All yeah. you fucking people listening to us, I really appreciate it. I we appreciate y'all. Snoop Dogg. No. <laughs> I'm going right, to try to shit you, Sarah, call you out on your bullshit. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Take care.